Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Do you need to create an IEP snapshot after every IEP meeting? Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer from Positively Learning. In this episode of the Special Educators Resource Room, we're going to talk all things IEP snapshots. Now, the fact that I'm dedicating an entire episode to this topic should indicate that there's no real simple answer. Well, actually, I take that back. There is an easy answer. The answer is no, you do not need to create an IEP snapshot for every IEP. However, There are many reasons to consider adding this extra step, but there's also some reasons to not use a snapshot. So let's dig into it. So let's start by defining what an IEP snapshot is. Now you may refer to it as an IEP at a glance, and essentially they're the same thing. The idea behind a snapshot is to have all of that important information from a student's IEP in one accessible spot. So this may be the goals or the accommodations or the contact information. Ideally, it's on a single page, but it might be on a double-sided page. Now, I want to stop there. I always hesitate to define this as the important information, as if all the information on a student's IEP is not as important, because that's certainly not the case. But as you know, students' IEPs can be 20, 25, even more pages long. And it's always written on that teeny tiny font. So the idea behind a snapshot is to make that information that we refer to more often as just really accessible. So for example, if you are the special educator, service provider, caseload manager, you could create a snapshot to share with a co-teacher. That co-teacher would probably really appreciate having that information in that accessible format. However, it does not replace the reading and having access to the full IEP document. You can't choose one or the other. Or if you did choose, you'd have to choose by law the full document. So the IEP snapshots are a great service, a great tool that you can provide. So what exactly needs to go on this snapshot? So it's entirely up to you as the service provider for what you're gonna include on the snapshot. But these are the areas I'd be looking for. I would definitely be looking for a designated spot for student information. So this is student name, age, grade, disability code, contact information, and the start and finish dates of the current IEP. You can also summarize the special education services, the service area, the providers, least restricted environment, and the time involved, whether that's minutes or hours or days per week. Now, you could include specific goals and objectives. However, because this is not a legal document, you could feel free to abbreviate here too and just provide the goal areas. You could include the dates and method of data collection if it makes sense. Now, the next area is the area I think should be the most accessible front and center. 
and that is the accommodations and if there are any modifications. I know when I made snapshots, I was sharing this with enrichment teachers, which is also like specials teachers. And if they were giving some type of quiz or test, I wanted it to be really easy to look over those accommodations before they administer that assessment. So I want to organize this information and make it as helpful as possible, whether it's in a chart, a checklist, bullet points. Now I printed mine um, and made copies of black and white, but you could color coordinate this information as well. Now, also include supplementary aids and services and any additional information that would be helpful. So that could be allergies, medical, if there's a BIP, a behavior intervention plan in place. You could include some extras like reinforcers or student strengths. However, even though that information is so helpful, I do just want to give a word of caution. The more we add to this snapshot, really the less accessible this information is going to be. I would rather see white space, maybe a graphic organizer or some boxes, just keeping it as simple as possible so anyone looking at this can get the information at a glance. So definitely resist the urge to get too fancy or to add any clip art. So my pro tip for using an IEP snapshot is to create a template. So you actually don't have to create this template. You could probably find one online or I have one at Positively Learning. Or maybe your school or district already provides this with the IEP system that you use. Now our school did have an IEP snapshot that came with our system. However, it did not meet those requirements of accessibility. It would spit out in two or three pages with some awkward white space and that teeny font again. So I created a template instead. One reason a template is so helpful is not only does it save us time, but this information is really accessible because on a template, everything's in its same place. So for example, you may always have the student information in the top left corner, or the accommodations may always be front and center. And this is so important. When I think about sharing this with the enrichment teachers, they have multiple grades, so many students. How wonderful would it be to be able to look at all of those snapshots, quickly flip through them, and know exactly where to look to find the information that they need? All right, now we've come to the end of what needs to be included in a snapshot and why it's so important. Now I want to change gears just a little bit and talk about the reasons I would not choose to use an IEP snapshot. So why would you not want to use this amazing and helpful tool? Well, there were a few years that I intentionally decided not to use an IEP snapshot. And I have to tell you, this part of the podcast has been really difficult to record. I've tried a couple of times. I just really don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But there were a couple times that I felt that the IEP snapshot was replacing accessing and reading the full IEP. And as our students advocates, we know that's not okay. The snapshots is really like a cliff notes. So instead, those years, what I did is I would hand deliver the IEP and, you know, document that they received it. And I would spend a few minutes to go over it and to read through it, pointing out things, important spots, and being available to answer any questions. So that's what I decided to do a few different years. Now, hopefully that is not something that 
you'd have to consider, but I just thought it was really important to share. And on a final note, whether you are providing the IEP snapshot or hand delivering the full IEP, they are both confidential documents. I know we know that with the IEPs, but the snapshot's the exact same thing. So if you're printing, making copies, you definitely want to be standing near the printer, standing near the copy machine, um, all important things. Those are confidential to respect our students' privacy. I know you know that, but it's definitely something to pass on. All right. I hope this was helpful to you. What I have is also a YouTube video that walks you through the IEP snapshot, how to make one, lots of the good information and details that was in this podcast. But if you are a visual learner and would like to see some examples of this, I invite you to go to my show notes. I will put the YouTube video in there so you can walk through it with me on screen and see some examples of what this template would look like. All right. I hope this was really helpful for you. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss a single weekly episode and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.